Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, Shelby. Girl. <laughs> what's what? good? What's happening? What's popping? How are you surviving quarantine? I was going to say, ain't nothing popping. <laughs> but these nails that came off, that's what's popping. Girl. Um, I don't know. I'm just coping. Honestly, I'm, I feel two ways because normally I like being at home and like being in my own space. I just don't like being forced to be at home and in my own space. So in a way, yeah. I'm, it's hard when you feel kind of stir crazy, but I feel like I'm handling it okay. Um, yeah. How about you? You know, for the most part, I feel like I'm doing okay. I feel like I'm one of those people. Like I feel like I'm very introverted and extroverted. And I'm one of those people similar to you that I like, you know, being by myself and having my me time. But, you know, I just think I miss the freedom to be able to pop out, to go, you know, to brunch or to kick it with my friends or to go to a day party or something. I think like not having that option is kind of difficult. Right. But what's but I feel like what's irritating to me the most is that like we've really been practicing social distancing and we've been really self-quarantining. Mm-hmm. But all these people out here that are having these house parties and, you know, having these get-togethers or people that are congregating in parks together and beaches, like, and all these Karens that are just trying to get back to work and kill everybody off. I'm over it. I can't do it, friend. I'm yes. sick of it. I'm I know. Sick of it. I know. It's it's crazy. That's I knew people weren't going to listen, and that's what's going to take this process to be longer. And I just feel like, hey, let's just start 2021. We just going <laughs> to... We're just going to say that's when a new start is because even when, yeah. we, as the world starts opening, like for people that don't know, Texas is already starting to like the first phase of reopening. And I'm nervous. Like my job even said, Hey, we're going to open next week. And I'm like, no, I'm not coming in. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> trust it. You know, I, I yeah. just feel like there's too many cases and we don't have tests and just all that stuff. So I'm like, let me just protect myself, stay at home. Like I've been doing, follow the rules. And pray that this goes away soon. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like they're opening Texas back up because A, Karen's have been complaining, and Tim's too. <laughs> and B, um, because our system has not been overwhelmed yet. But my whole thing is like, okay, our, sis- our health systems haven't been overwhelmed. That's amazing. Let's not overwhelm them, you know? Yeah. But I just, I mean... I see both parts, honestly, just being a realistic person. Like, I understand why they want to open the economy back. I get it. I understand. There are millions of people unemployed. There are millions of people without a job. Like, things are going out of business. But even more important, like, lives are being lost. People are struggling. You know, like, I I just feel like some people don't think that it can happen to them. Right. Or they don't think it's as serious. Or they think that they can, like, fight it. But the thing about this virus is that I'm learning is that, like, it's so unpredictable. It is. Right. And they really don't. I hate to say it, but they they know stuff. But they people really don't. And scientists and doctors, they really don't understand this virus. They don't. And that's the scary part. And, and for my county specifically that I live in, we're required to wear our masks when we go outside. So I don't care if I'm going to check my mail. I have my mask on. But yesterday when I went to check my mail, there was a group of 
five men just standing outside smoking cigarettes in a circle, having a little congregation. Not one of them had masks on. And I was like, you're definitely not six feet apart. I was like, this is why, like, y'all aren't taking it serious. And I was just like, I don't, this is why I be inside. (laughs) Right. Y'all aren't taking it serious. But one thing that I really am sad about, though, Shelby, is that we had plans this month to be in Miami for Memorial Day weekend. Man. That's just not going to happen. It's not. Like, none of the trips that I have planned are going to happen this year. Yeah. But, like, I was really excited for Miami because it was going to be, like, the first trip that me and Erica have actually had the opportunity to take together in a while. We're gonna have to have. We're gonna get to have some friend time. We're gonna have some turn up time, and I was really looking forward to that. Like I think that's one of the most things that I'm the saddest about during this quarantine is that like a lot of my travel plans, I've had to cancel. I've canceled five trips. (laughs) Yeah, because that's like the main thing that people know of that you and I do is travel. We're always somewhere, and so the fact that we're being confined to sit down is kind of hard and not just sit down but like that was our way of getting some like fun relief you know what I mean and yeah so now that we have to like find other ways to do that I mean it's kind of uh, it just sucks that we have to like you said cancel the yeah and yeah planned it forever so <sighs> oh but anyway let's get into something a little <laughs> more uh interesting which is the dating and relationship segment so, Shelby, are you ready for this topic? Girl, let's do it. I call this topic or this segment topic is the return of the ex. Okay, so how do you deal with an ex who tries to come back into your life? Is it worth the try? So what are ways to tell if it's worth it or if it's not? Um, I think first off, um, because we all know, they always come back in some type of way because my thing is if you a good woman and you a good person like they coming back period yeah like if it's not today if it's not tomorrow if it's not next week they coming back like it's something about it's like they smell you prospering they smell that you over them and they're like hey what you doing stop it (laughs) um (laughs) i think it really depends on where you are in your life i think for me i don't think that i would want to date a man because if you're my ex, you're my ex for a reason. And I'm one of those people that once we're in a relationship, I really do genuinely like give it all I got. Like I give it all I got. I try everything and I exhaust everything. And I think for me, one thing that I've learned is that sometimes when you get back with an ex, they expect the same you, not right. the new and improved you. For right. instance, I was, um, so if you don't know, um, I had took like a dating, Erica knows, but. I had to like a dating hiatus for like three or four years and it was the best thing that I could have ever did for myself. So I kid you not, I turned 27 November 3rd. I went on my first date or my first couple of dates, three or four dates after I turned 27 after three or four years. One of the dates that I went on, one of the dates that I went on was somebody from my past somebody that I was dealing with and talking to and kicking it with in college and we kicked it for probably about like I would say maybe like a year or so maybe a year and a half and I was trying to see if like okay Shelby do you have feelings for him like is it worth talking to him is it worth rekindling you know stuff with him and he he hit me 
And I was like, okay, let's just see where this goes. Because the last time I had talked to this young man, I was 22 years old. I had just graduated college, fresh out of college. And obviously from 22 to 27, I've grown so much. I've been working. I have a master's degree. Like I've completely changed. But one thing, long story short, one thing that I realized when I was talking to him and dealing with him is that he, he still like tried to come at me low key like the 22 year old Shelby. Right. Like he wasn't ready for the 27 year old Shelby. That's like, we're not doing this. This is what it is. This is what it ain't. This is what I'm not doing. And I think for me, I just don't think that for me, I'm I'm not going to say never, but I think for me, I don't really want any of my exes back. I think they're amazing people, but they just not for me. What do you think? Um, I agree with that. It's definitely a no for me, dog. Um, <laughs> and I just say that is because in my personal experiences, all of my exes, which I don't even feel comfortable claiming them as exes anymore. Like I don't even just, I don't want to even claim you at this point but but I just feel like the way that I am in relationships I try my absolute hardest and my in my best so if it comes to a point where I have to let it go and it's over with that means it is over with you know so I'm not I'm not saying that people cannot change but it's very highly unlikely like a zebra don't change its stripes a leopard changes spots like it is what it is And so it's very hard to determine what if you do give this person a chance, how do you know you're not going to slip back into the same toxic relationship you came out of? And so I've actually had this happen recently, like very recently, um, where they sent me a message just out of the blue, um, hadn't talked to this person and I can't tell you when, haven't seen this person and I can't tell you when, um, and said some really just off the wall things to me that I felt like this person was trying to get a reaction out of me to see where my emotions were. And it's like, my emotions are no longer there. So that's another way to tell like, okay, if it's worth it or not, if they're still trying to get some sort of reaction out of you, like you said, you're not the same Shelby that you were five years ago. I'm definitely not the same Erica either. Um, I've learned a lot because with each relationship or with each ex, you should have learned more about yourself, what you will put up with, what you won't put up with, and more about what you want and what you don't want in a relationship. So this person, Shelby, I didn't get to talk to you about this because it literally just happened, but I can get your actual reaction, (laughs) is he had the nerve to say, um, talking about how he thinks he's going to be um try to start dating uh Spanish women now because he feels like Spanish women are more loyal and, and he said don't get me wrong I love black women they're the you know most beautiful race or whatever he said but to put that into a message that is supposed to be about like hey how are you doing and then you say that like what was I was I not loyal if, if I'm not loyal I don't know what loyal is, okay? So I was like, go be with your little Spanish girl. I don't care. I don't care if you're with an Eskimo in Siberia. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like you're an egg. Like, I don't care. So (laughs) so I'm saying all that to say is like, sometimes you just got to close the door and and stop letting, you know, beating the, the dead horse or however people say it. 
like to me and my personal thing, like every ex has always tried to come back or has always tried to send me a message or slide in my DM or whatever. And it's always been, no, I don't want it no more. And that's Let me tell you, first of all, after this podcast, I'm going to ask you specifically which one it is. <laughs> Second of all, I need you to have your mask ready and on standby because if we need to ride out to go get him, we can. <laughs> Quarantine style. <laughs> and gloves so we won't leave fingerprints, okay? <laughs> right, because we're not playing it. We're not. Here's the thing. I'm sorry. This is a rant and it really irritated my soul and my blood is blowing. So I really got to say this. Let me tell you something. I could care less if you like Eskimos, if you like Mexican women, if you like white women. I don't care. Everybody got a preference. Everybody know my preference. I like them tall. I like them dark. I like them six foot. But I really, it really burns my buttons. It really pisses me off. When men like will downgrade one race to put up another race. That's dumb. Yeah. And especially if you're like a black man, you came from a black woman. Black women raised you. Right. So... My thing is, if you can't say it to your mama, don't say it to me. Right. And girl, I read that. That's what we're doing. When I read that. I would have hopped through that phone, Erica. Let me tell you, I'm going to stop because I don't come on down. But I would have hopped through that phone and let him know a couple things because that's what we're not going to do. I was, that's how you can tell. I have really grown, y'all. Like, because I didn't even react. I didn't respond. It was just like that gif of, have you seen the gif of LeBron James where he just get up from the press conference table and he just grabbed his briefcase and he just walked <laughs> out. that was yes. my mood like I just was I was just kind of thrown off like okay like what are you telling me this for but it was also like a slap in my face because I do know for that particular relationship I was very loyal so I just don't understand where that came from and he started bringing up like a some girl that he was with before me and I'm just like what are you, what are you talking about and why are you coming at me like this because I was like this is exactly why I don't like to leave any type of um I guess friendship opportunity after we have already broken up because then it just gets messy and I mean it could work for some people but for me it's no like once we're yeah. it, it ain't no hey let's be cool because it just gets messy so I think you know what I think a lot of times exes will try to come back into your life because a you posted like they see you prospering they see you happy and they see you doing different things and a lot of times they want the version of you that they see yeah but I find that a lot of times they lack the maturity to handle the version that they see if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and I have always tried to figure out why do people try to come back like why couldn't we make this work the first time why couldn't we communicate the first time why couldn't, you know, we do what we needed to do the first time? Now, mm-hmm. I will say this disclaimer. I think that in some cases it can work because sometimes you need to grow into who you need to be to come back together to be together. I think it can work. But I think both individuals have to do the work and be on the same page from the get-go. It's almost like you need to set, like, ground rules. You know what I mean? Because right. you essentially have to get to know that person again. I think for me, I've learned that a lot of times when people try to come back into my life, they try to come back into the version of Shelby's life that they left or that they broke up with or that they were with. Right. But one thing I've learned is that I've evolved so much. So when you talk to me now or you try to date me now, like you got to come up a couple notches. And I think sometimes people don't realize that don't realize that I think sometimes like I say this all the time I think a lot of people like the maturity to get what they want in relationships or to have what they want in relationships because relationships take a lot of work so 
if you try to come back in my life and you really try to be with me, like, you got to give me a damn good reason. Yes, exactly. Why I should allow you back in my life. Yeah, and definitely put in that effort that is just, that's different than what you know before. Because like I said earlier, you could just easily slip back into how things used to be. And I think you made a great point when you said that people try to just go off of what they knew you as or what they knew your life to be. And I think with my particular story, that's exactly what it was. Like my mental state back then would have been to go off and I probably would have, but that would just tell him that I still have some sort of emotional connection or he can get to me like that. But he couldn't. Like I literally did not even react. And I was like, wow, Erica, you really have grown because normally <laughs> you would have went off from the ruder to the tutor. <laughs> yes. So Woo, I'm glad I can get that off my chest today. I've been holding that in. Okay. That is so crazy. Like Yes. That is man, that's insane. And I just I don't know. I have so many thoughts and I'm probably gonna say after this podcast that are not appropriate, but <laughs> That's wild. Girl, yes. So anyway, enough about that. Let's go ahead and move on to our next segment called The Journey. So this is where Shelby and I discuss how our journey is going or any tips that we've learned um, or any challenges that we face with building our brand, All Things Melanin. So the topic today is, so as creatives, how do we continuously come up with relevant content? What are the challenges of creating new content and how can, how have we maintained consistency with pushing it out? Um, I think, oh, I think that in order to continually come up with relevant content, I think that you, A, have to do a couple things. I think one of the things that you have to do is you always have to evaluate how your current content is doing. And make sure that you're producing content that your audience, you know, wants to see. Like, right. see what they respond to. Most Do they respond to video? Do they respond to audiograms? Do they respond to content? And make sure that you're producing content, you know, that they like to see. The right. second thing that I think that another way that you have to, another way to produce relevant content is you have to make sure that you're essentially, I don't know, this may, I, I'm going to say it and then I'm going to explain it. You essentially have to do things, you have to be inspired, you have to do things that inspire you and allow you to be creative. You have to give yourself room to be creative. And what I mean by that is that you essentially have to pour into yourself. You have to do things that inspire you, whether that's working out, whether that's reading, whether that's taking a nap, whether that's cooking. You have to do things that, I guess, in, in essence, inspire you to be creative and want you to be creative because I'm one of those people that like to come up with content I just a lot of times I just can't come up with it off the top of my head yeah like something has to happen for me to be creative if that makes sense yeah and another thing too is that when we talk about relevant content it's important to remember that relevancy it means relevant to your brand because sometimes you'll see like top like trending topics that people may think oh that's relevant well it's happening but does it have anything to do with your brand or what your audience is or what you guys talk about things like that so I think we do a really good job as to sticking with what our brand values are as far as content is because we always Mm -hmm. said very beginning that we have self-proclaimed ourselves as certified hype women meaning 
that we are like your go girl, you know, your hype girl <laughs> um, with, you know, to get you through those tough days or get you through life or just encouraging you. So yeah. that would be relevant content for us. But there are challenges with continue trying to continually create new content. And yeah, so it is. It'll be like it is hard for us to. Um, we can't just you know sit down and just write a bunch of topics. We, there's some way that we have to get um, inspired. And so yeah. that just be research. Just research what's out there. What um, and I think you made a good point about you know your engagement with your audience. Like what are they responding to? So that's yeah. too. So I think just we've made we maintain consistency by doing that is because we know that people respond well to our motivation Mondays and the quotes that we put out there in the podcast. So just monitoring what works um, <clears throat> for you. And so I just think ma- just maintaining that um, is always going to help you with your consistency down the road. And what helps with Shelby and I is it's two brains. So. <laughs> And yeah. So when we have our creative meetings, sometimes we're like, okay, what do you have? And what do I have? And then we'll hash out our ideas. And sometimes that'll spark a whole nother idea. So sometimes it's good for us to just talk it out and um, come up with even more content that we didn't know we had. So, yeah. I agree. Yes. So uh, let's move on to our next segment, which is the mentor moment. So this segment is where I'm going to read our mentor um, moment letter that was submitted to us, and we're going to give our advice on the question. So it says, hi, Erica and Shelby. I have been in the dating game or lack thereof recently, and the majority of men that I have encountered seem to think my standards are too high. What does this mean? It has been a year or so since I have been in a relationship and I'm trying to do things differently this go around by not accepting less than what I feel that I deserve. Any advice on how to not give in or lower my standards? Well, this is the story of my life. Um, <laughs> I think first and foremost, you really just have to, you really do have to ask yourself sometimes, like, are my, are my standards realistic? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like if they're realistic, then no your standards are not too high. You know what I mean? And when I say realistic, I always say, I don't ask for anything in a mate that I can't bring to the table or that I don't do or that I don't physically look like. Yes. That's just me personally. Um, So that's that. I think a lot of times men and women sometimes, when they say that your standards are too high or when you ask them to do certain things that you would do or that are simple, you have to realize that everybody does not have the same expectations or standards that you have. And everybody doesn't have, quote, high standards, if that makes sense. I think that if your standards are, um, what's the word? If your standards are things that you stand by and that you feel like you have to have, I feel like, this is probably kind of harsh to say, but, like, if somebody's not meeting your standards and they're they're non-negotiables, then you got to be okay with walking away and not allowing that person into your life. Because sometimes we allow people in our life and we think that we can change them. And I'm here to tell you, I'm a part of the You Can't Change a Man committee. You can't change a man. No. And so I think, and I I genuinely believe that the person for you, he he or she will rise up to meet those standards. Because we got to stop lowering our standards so that men or women can be in our space or date us. 
and then you end up miserable. You're miserable right. because you didn't uphold your standards. And I would rather uphold my standards than be with somebody that is not for me. And I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it. Being with the wrong person can ruin your life. Yes. It don't matter how fine that man is. It doesn't matter what kind of job that man got. It doesn't matter, you know, how good of a person for him. If he don't meet your standards and he's not your person, I think we got to be okay with, like, walking away. Because sometimes you miss your blessing and hold up your blessing trying to make Jerome the one. And if he ain't the one, he's not the one. And I think that if you encounter people that think that your standards are too high, but you know that those are non-negotiables and things that you stand on, I think that you just tell them, okay, I understand, and go on your way and mind your business. Now, if he wants to be with you, he going to come back and get it together, and y'all can work through it. Or keep in mind that he may try to play you and try to act like he's not, like he's going to do it and he's not. But you have to be able to stand on what you say and mean it. Because if you don't stand on it, then what's the point? Exactly. Then you would be lowering your standards. I'm always an advocate of not lowering your standards if they are realistic, like you said. Um, So my advice would be, first of all, I think it's so important to be honest with people about who you are, what you want, or, you know, how you expect to be treated by this person. So be honest and upfront about that. And that's number one. That needs to be like from the from the get go. And then to me, standards like they only scare off the people who aren't meant for you. So like you said, if, if he really is like, if he's really for you, then he's going to rise up to what you require of him. And I, this yeah. is also the story of my life, too, so I can totally relate to this person um, because I've always felt like people thought, oh, my standards are too high, but maybe they haven't come across somebody like you that requires anything out of them, right? Oh, that was good, friend. <laughs> so sometimes it may not necessarily be that they're too high. It's just that they're not used to dealing with somebody of, of that um caliber however you want to say it so I don't ever think you should give in and it's so hard because when you get to this point where you you know you desire to be in a companionship and then um you finally get that person that you like and but they're not meeting your standards it is hard to just you know to not ignore those triggers or those red flags that say hey if he's not meeting what you want him to do in my opinion like me personally, I feel like my standards are are simple. Like they're they're simple. It's not anything too high. And like you said, if I can bring this to the table, if I'm asking you to bring this to the table, I can bring it too. So like I said, I'm always in favor of not lowering your standards for anybody and don't accept anything less because you'll end up settling and then you'll end up in a miserable place. And we all know when we have settled for something or we all know yeah. have not stay true to like what we believe in or what we're uh, what our standards are. So I, I applaud her for saying, you know, she's trying to do things different this time, you know, because, you know, yeah. <laughs> working out, you're like, OK, what can I do differently? <laughs> so I just applaud her for doing that. Um, and yeah, just I would say keep it moving if he's not willing to go up to the standards that you require of him. The right man. Will. I concur. Yes. So if you have a question that you want us to answer, send us an email at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com. 
or slide in our DMs at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So our last segment of the day is our words of encouragement. So we're going to read a Bible verse and let you know what it means to us. So the Bible verse for today is Matthew 6, 33, and it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So when I read this Bible verse, um, I it really helps me realize that I have to seek God first because I always get into a point where I'm like, okay, God, I don't know where this is coming from, how I'm going to do this, how am I going to get this, how, is it, how am I going to get to this point in my life without actually seeking God first about it, you know, like, yeah, I think that once we really make a conscious effort to pray and ask God, he's going to show you and then he'll provide everything that needs to be provided for you to do that. I think we go into yeah. situations like, oh, okay, well, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Well, if God is leading you there, he's going to provide it for you, Listen. right? So right. Um, it's, it's hard, though, because sometimes we just want stuff right now, and then yeah. we don't get it. We're like, okay, okay, God, what are we doing? But it's like, seek God, and everything will be provided. Um, yeah. So that's what it means to me. What does it mean to you? It, I'm right along there with you in the boat. I think a lot of times, just to uh, piggyback off what you said, I think a lot of times we seek other things to justify us or to or to fulfill us or to kind of basically just add to our life, you know? Yeah. And whether those are materialistic things or whether those are people. And I think a lot of times when we seek other things that are not Christ, we get disappointed very easily. Like, why, you know, why is this happening to me? Why is this person doing this to me? Or why can't I have this thing? But one thing that I'm learning specifically in this season is that we can't put our value in man and we can't put our value in things because all those things are going to fade away when it's our time to go. You know what I mean? And so I've just really realized that we really have to put our, we really have to put everything that we have into God and we have to seek him in everything that we do. Because I feel like when you start to seek God in your life, in all areas of your life, whether that's love, whether that's career, whether that's decisions, whatever it may be, God will really start to reveal to you what he wants, what he wants of you and what he expects of you. I think a lot of times we don't see that because we don't seek him. Mm -hmm. It could all be so simple, really, but we make it complicated. And I think in order to get through this season that we're living through right now, get through whatever we are enduring right now that we really have to seek God and accept his will for our life not our will I think a lot of times we get upset because it's not our will well God never told you that right say that (laughs) if he wanted you to have whatever you were seeking you would have it could no one stop it and I think that we really have to just really start accepting the will that God has for us when we seek him and when we pray for him because right. God already knows how our life is going to turn out. Right. He already knows what we need. Right. He knows what we want. But I think that it all comes down to just seeking him, trusting in the will that he has for us, and then being content in the portion that he gives us. Because he's not going to give us more or add more if we can't even be faithful in the little. That part right there, friends. Oh, my God. So I think we can pray on out with that one. (laughs) (laughs) So bow your head over there and close your eyes. I know nobody should be driving at this point. (laughs) Uh, So 
everybody should be able to bow their heads. Okay. Dear God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your continued blessings. Uh, Thank you for your grace to face each day. We thank you for covering us daily with your protection over our friends and our family and our listeners. We pray that our listeners receive what they have been waiting on, trusting on, or believing on for in this season, God. Thank you for guiding us in the way that we should go. We know you're in control of all things. And as we continue to praise you, we give you all the glory and honor in advance. And thank you for being a good God. We pray a blessing over this day, this week, this month, and that it's filled with your blessings that will overflow each and every person listening to this podcast. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.